This is Atlantic City. Atlantic City was kind of America on steroids. I didn't run for mayor of Atlantic City. I ran for governor of New Jersey. I've been able to call Atlantic City my Miss America home. This is the Atlantic City story. From the Press of Atlantic City newsroom, this is the Atlantic City story. I'm Aaron Serpico. And I'm David Danzis. This week has been an eventful one for the city. And David, you actually went to New York City to an important announcement in the city. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that? Sure. So uh, yesterday I was in Times Square in New York where uh, officials from Hard Rock officially announced the opening date of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Uh, in case you hadn't heard yet, the big news is the opening date will be June 28th. So Hard Rock really pulled out all the stops for, for this announcement. Uh, this was a tri-city press conference. Right. So not only were they in New York City, but they're also in Atlantic City with a stream mm-hmm. and in Philadelphia at a Hard Rock Cafe. Right. Um, and apparently they, they had uh, dignitaries at, at both locations, including uh, Miss America here in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in New York, it, it was quite the scene. Um, there was probably 50 media members there for the announcement. Um, I've never been to a press conference where a live band has right. uh, precluded the press conference. That was pretty cool. Well, it's funny because they did that before the announcement of the the uh, the property as well. They did that in Atlantic City. They had a oh, live they? band. Yeah, I believe it was a Bruce Springsteen uh, tribute band. I wasn't there, but that's what I hear from my colleagues. All right. So, so this is, uh, I guess, kind of sticking in line with Hard Rock's MO. Definitely part of the brand. Um, but they, they had all the key players. There, So you had Jim Allen, who is the chairman of Hard Rock International. Um, he's also the CEO of Seminole Gaming. Um, you had Matt Harkness, who is the Atlantic City property president. Uh, Joe Gingoli, who's uh, the lead developer and also one of the, the property principals. Uh, Jack Morris, another one of the investors. Um, and Bernie Dillon, uh, a well-known name here in Atlantic City because of his involvement with boxing and, and MMA. So uh, it, it was quite a, a star-studded group up there on the stage yesterday making this big announcement for Hard Rock. What was kind of the takeaway from, I mean, you were there in person, so obviously they were streaming it to the other cities and everything. But what was the takeaway from, you know, why they had it in that location? And, you know, what's the caliber of the, the meaning of this for, for the city and for the property? What, what was kind of your, your thoughts on that? So the, the big thing that stood out to me yesterday was uh, Jim Allen stood up there and took questions from from the media and there wasn't a whole lot of questions about gaming and casinos and there wasn't a whole lot of discussion about it either Mm. Um, which I think maybe sort of is is answers your question as to why it was in New York as opposed to being maybe here in Atlantic City Um, they made a point to emphasize the fact that this would be um, an entertainment destination as well as a casino um, as opposed to sort of being a casino that just happened to have live entertainment. So I think that that's an important distinction that they're already trying to make in the market, and I think that that's the niche that they're going for. Is uh, they're, they're a destination where you can come and see a live show or a comedy act, and while you're here, there, there's a gaming floor available as well. Right, and we've heard that so many times, specifically on this podcast, too, from different people talking about, you know, how can you market yourself differently to stand out in Atlantic City? Like, you're amongst other casinos that can all offer the same thing, but what are you going to do to kind of stand out and do something different? So, I mean, the fact that how many shows did they announce yesterday? Like, they already announced a bunch of acts. A huge lineup, a huge lineup. So they have 60 confirmed booked acts ready to go. Tickets are already on sale. Um, including some some names like Kid Rock and Rascal Flatts, Toby Keith, um, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. So so they were really trying to to appeal to a broad audience. Um, and then Jim Allen also said that the goal was to have 300 nights of live entertainment in the first year. 
a very lofty goal and something that they uh, several times mentioned had never been done in Atlantic City before. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of these acts, they're already on sale also. Or actually, I guess they, they go on sale tomorrow or this week at some point. Correct. Correct. Um, tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, right. they should be on sale already. So you should be able to get those those last minute tickets for Counting Crows, it's which a, uh, right. 20, 25 years in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> it's a bit of a it's it's ahead of the game. And I think that's what you need to you need to do um, to get the people, you know, to come out there and get excited about it. Sure. And I, uh, I just want to add one more thing. I mean, I think the fact that they're sort of taking a different approach to entering the casino industry is is exactly what's needed to make sure that the market can handle the addition of Hard Rock and, and the anticipated uh, opening of Ocean Resort Casino as well. Um, competition is the key to, to capitalism, right? So so having a different option uh, in the casino market, I think, is only going to be good for the city. Right. I mean, like we were saying, like it's not as if they won't offer gaming. I mean, right. they detailed their plans for gaming, you know, 120 table games, 2,000 plus slots, um, and a, a huge casino floor. So, you know, that will be, be offered. But I mean, like you're saying about competition, it's going to be, they're going to have to keep up with a lot of properties in Atlantic City including one that hasn't even opened yet. Right. I mean, we've talked about that, but have we heard an opening date for Ocean Resort Casino? So we haven't, um, and, and it's been pretty mum over there. Um, recently, we've uh, we've made some contacts with, with their PR people, and they're getting their executive team in place, and, and all indications are that, that they're moving full steam ahead. Um, they're just doing it much more quietly than Hard Rock is. Definitely a different approach than, right. than Hard Rock. Sure. Um, you know, speaking of Hard Rock's leadership, you had a chance to sit down with Jim Allen, uh, the chairman of Hard Rock International at, I did. in Atlantic City, or in uh, New York City, excuse me, um, about the announcement and kind of what it means to the city. So in a, in a minute, you'll hear um, about his interview with Jim Allen. You'll get to hear them talk. David Danges from the Press of Atlantic City, and I'm here with Jim Allen, chairman of Hard Rock International, where we just announced the opening date for the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. It'll be June 28th. Jim, tell me a little bit about how excited you are to make this announcement. Oh, you know, we're, since the day we announced the purchase of it, we certainly um, were looking forward to letting the general public know that we're going to live up to our commitments. And summer of 2018, we said we would do it, and obviously now we're committed to it. Feel like a little bit of a weight's lifted off your shoulders now that you made the announcement, or do you feel like the hard work's still in front of you? The hard work is definitely still in front of us. You know, the, a lot of the work is behind us, but this now gives us the ability to obviously start taking reservations, selling concert tickets, all well, those things. Yeah. And frankly, we are shocked. It's what's happened in the last two hours. I mean, the phones have literally lit up. Pretty, pretty amazing what's happened literally since we announced at 11 o'clock. I lied to you. I'm going to ask you one more question. No problem. How excited are you about that lineup that you announced? Some big names there? And, and we, you know, we, we think it's a great start. I think it demonstrates our commitment that we are about entertainment, not just about casino. Um, but certainly we look forward to continuing to book more acts and even larger acts. There's some amazing acts on that list, but certainly um, I think the best is yet to come. Thank you so much. Also this week in Atlantic City, um, a topic that we've been very uncertain about and kind of hearing bits and drabs here and there about developments, uh, we heard kind of a more certain development this week, which is about Miss America in Atlantic City. So we're hearing that it will be coming back and the contract has been signed. 
So uh, on Tuesday, uh, the Casino Reinvestment Development Authority uh, approved the final year of a three-year contract uh, to bring Miss America to the city for 2019. Um, they approved funding for $4.3 million. The, the deal had been very much up in the air and very much uncertain. Um, <clears throat> there was a scandal that, that rocked Miss America last year. Um, I, I wasn't here at the paper when that happened, but you were, and, and certainly that was a big story when it happened and, and led to the uncertainty. Right. Uh, and we've discussed it at length on this podcast, too. And I know some uh, another reporter who was on our uh, Miss America team, Lauren Carroll, came on the podcast to discuss it with us as well. But it was quite a shakeup. And I think it was December when this news broke. It was right around Christmas time um, when emails had been surfaced and shown in a Huffington Post article showing, you know, crude language, horrible conversations about board me- or uh, with board among board members about the women who were involved talking about you know contestants weight their appearances their you know sexual history like really a kind of horrible emails that surfaced that kind of made people question the leadership there um and you know after that news broke we heard a lot of resignations and it it really did cause a so-called shakeup in the leadership and they announced recently that Gretchen Carlson would be taking over so now that we're seeing these changes i think among all of that we were thinking well What's happening to the pageant? Right. Because among the shakeup, it included uh, Dick Clark Productions severing its tie with uh, with the competition. So that would, you know, eliminate the the production side of, of the competition. Right. And and there's still, I guess, the, the two big lingering questions are the, the Dick Clark really wasn't discussed at Creta on Tuesday. Um, it was said that um, the the agreement with the Miss America organization and with Dick Clark Productions was was satisfied because of the funding. Uh, but there was no mention of, of what Dick Clark Productions' role was going forward. And the second big thing was, when's this happening? When's the date? Right. Um, still no news on that either. So we haven't heard a date for the competition. We have not. And no. that, that's an important thing because, I mean, I think right around this time is when the state competitions start to, to move forward. So, right. you know, Miss New Jersey will be crowned soon. I'm sure other states will be crowned soon. So, you know, what's that gap going to look like for them? And, you know, it's just interesting because after this whole scandal erupted, everybody seemed to have kind of a different idea of what Creta should do in, in the situation. Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, what was the reaction from, from the city officials when, when that happened? Because it certainly seemed, or the impression that I got on Tuesday was that uh, some had, had viewed this as maybe an opportunity to sever ties with the pageant. Absolutely. Yeah, that absolutely was brought up when um, the scandal kind of broke. You know, I think a lot of people were questioning the leadership and you know the people behind this um what had happened and what was what was leaked um but you know a lot of people also saw it as on on the organization like it's not personal but it's on the organization like we don't need to continue this where we're giving them money and giving a subsidy for it to operate um when it's not really holding up to i think as mayor gilliam put it at the at the one point when it's not holding up to their end of the bargain with the change in leadership and i know gretchen carlson has made it known uh that there will be more changes coming and we've been hearing about um, um, you know, like I said, nothing really too specific, but changes coming to not only the leadership, but the way that the competition operates. So maybe that will change the way it serves Atlantic City because it does have a pretty grand history here. So speaking of change, you, you've almost laid out a perfect segue uh, to, the, to the next big Atlantic City news that happened recently. And that was the announcement by Governor Phil Murphy that the city's designee, uh, former U.S. Senator Jeff Chiesa, would be leaving his role within 30 days. Um, you've, again, you, you've been involved in this a lot longer than I have. Um, 
What what has Chiesa done since he's been here in the year, 14 months, I guess, or so, that that he's been involved with Atlantic City? Well, you know, I think this is something that we had been expecting, honestly. Um, You know, we talked at length when um, Phil Murphy had been inaugurated, thinking, like, well, what's going to change in terms of the state takeover, right? Because part of his platform was that he wanted to end it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we hear that, I mean, the way Phil Murphy put it in the press release, it says, reduce the outsourcing of certain Atlantic City operations. It's kind of reading the fine print. Real nice political speak, right? <laughs> right? I mean, reading the fine print, you see that he really just wants to get rid of the state designee. I think it leaves a lot of unanswered questions because while the state designee, he was kind of appointed by the, the director, which is Tim Cunningham, he's still going to be in charge, um, according to the Department of Community Affairs. And from from what I've heard from a few sources as well, um, there's another player behind the scenes that doesn't get talked about nearly as much as as Chiesa or Cunningham, and and that's Jim Johnson, um, who was Phil Murphy's uh, Democratic opponent in the gubernatorial election last year. But Murphy appointed him to be special counsel uh, to review the takeover and provide recommendations and gave him a a time limit of 60 days when he made that appointment in February. So uh, from everything that I've heard, um, Johnson should be releasing those recommendations and that report. Uh, fairly close to the 60-day deadline, if if not, you know, 10 days or, or 15 days after that. But um, we should be seeing the Johnson report sometime soon, and that will that that'll give a clearer picture of what the state's role is going to be in the city going forward. I also wonder, in terms of timing, uh, of whether Johnson's report will come out either before or after uh, the city's budget is introduced, mm-hmm. right? Because here it is, uh, almost the end of April. There there still hasn't been a 2018 municipal budget for the city of Atlantic City. Um, should be coming shortly. You know, Tim Cunningham and his team is, is working with uh, Mayor Frank Gilliam on that. It's just as far as timing, it'll be interesting to see if, if Johnson waits until that budget is introduced to, to issue his report or if, if it comes out before that. Make sure you're staying with the Press of Atlantic City for these stories and more. Mm-hmm.